KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzay Torah, and today's year by Rabbi Yair Khan. Uh, this year is a leap year, so Parshas Bahar is read separately and Parshas Bechukosai is read separately, but in, in a normal year we read Bahar Bechukosai together. And uh, this, of course, uh, you know, I think pushes us to raise the question, to what extent is Bahar connected to Bechukosai? And uh, really they should be... Uh, united together, but because we have an extra week or extra weeks in a leap year, therefore we're forced to separate them, or to what extent, basically, is it two separate ideas, and it really doesn't belong together at all. Uh, however, because of the necessity to have a certain amount of parashas, because of the amount of weeks, uh, we're forced in a normal year to put Bahar B'chuk Kosai uh, together. Uh, at first glance, one would assume that Bahar B'chuk Kosai, which deals basically with the mitzvahs of Shemitah and Yovel, is uh, distinct from uh, is, is distinct from Bechukosai, which deals basically with Brachos and Kolos and the Tochacha, and really the two are not uh, are not connected. However, when one takes a closer look, uh, one sees that there really is a uh, a connection between Bahar Bechukosai. Uh, the Pasuk at the beginning of Bahar, the famous Pasuk says, and Rashi comments, and the Radrash says, why exactly does it mention Bahar Sinai when relating to Shemitah? But uh, that's if you take a look at that particular pasuk, um, separate from everything else from, from from the context. If one takes a look at the context, one will see that the mention of Bahar Sinai is not mentioned only at the beginning of the mitzvah of Shemitah and Yovel, at the beginning of Bahar, but it's mentioned again at the end of Bichukosai, and it's mentioned twice. First of all, it's mentioned all the way at the end of the entire Sefer Vayikra, uh, where it says, um, second... At the end of Bukhukosa, it says, Eila Hamitzvosa Shetziva Hashem Esmoshel Bnei Yisrael Bahar Sinai. But more importantly, for our purposes, uh, it's mentioned at the end of the Tochacha, you know, in the middle of Bukhukosa, Eila Hukim Vamashpatim Vatarota Shanatan Hashem Beino Uve Bnei Yisrael Bahar Sinai Biyad Moshe. So what you have over here is a certain unit at the end of Sefer Vayikra, which was given Bahar Sinai. And that unit contains Shemitah Yovel and related mitzvos. It contains the brachos and the klolos, the tochachat. And then it contains certain mitzvos, uh, Erechin, which is mentioned all the way at the end of the Sefer. That was the the unit that was given Bahar Sinai. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Vayikra begins... Um, with mitzvahs that were given ba'ohamoid, vayikra el mosheva deberi love me'ohamoid lemar, and ohamoid is not har sinai. Har sinai preceded ohamoid, and therefore what you have here is a is a situation of in muktam muchabatora where the mitzvahs that were given ba'ohamoid are mentioned at the beginning of Sefer Vayikra, and the end of Sefer Vayikra goes back to those mitzvahs that were given bahar sinai, and again that includes. The unit of Bahar Bechukosai, Shemitah Yovel, Brachos Klolos, and the Mitzos Erechim mentioned at the end. Um, what, uh, so therefore there, there really is one unified, uh, unit of Bahar Bechukosai which are connected, even though thematically there's cl- clearly a big difference between the Mitzos of Shemitah Yovel on the one hand, which is mentioned in Bahar, and the content of Bechukosai, which we're going to be reading this week. Uh, what we're going to try to do is to understand um, the parsha b'chukosai in the light of a the connection to Bahar and b in light of the fact that it really belongs in you know it was given Bahar Sinai and where exactly or what does it connect to uh, Bahar Sinai? So the first thing I think to note 
in terms of the connection between the Chukosai or the Tochacha and Bahar, the Mitzvah of Shemitah of Yovel, is that the Tochacha really is responding to Shemitah of Yovel. It's not just that both happen to have give, been given Bahar Sinai. If one takes a look at the Psukim uh, that, that are mentioned uh, in the Tochacha, so there are certain explicit mentions of Shemitah Yovel, for instance, in Pasuk Lamedalid, So there's an explicit mention that when you go into Gullus, that will be an opportunity for the land to uh, to rest the, the rest of the, of the Shemitah and the Yovel. Um, and Chazal, of course, make the Cheshben that the, that the years of the Gullus actually correspond to all the years of the Shemitahs and Yovlin that, uh, that, that were violated. Uh, similarly, uh, in Pasuk Mem Gimel, it says, V'ha'aretz te'azev mehem v'tiretz et shabtotea b'ashama mehem v'hem yitzuat avonam, etc., etc. So, you have explicit mention in the Tochcha that this is an opportunity for land to rest you know, those days of rest of Shemitah Yovel, which because Amisol violated the commandment of Shemitah Yovel, uh, the land did not have the opportunity to rest. So the Tochacha seems to be related to the fact that Shemitah Yovel was not, uh, was not kept. Um, similarly, we find um, a Pasuk uh, in Bahar um, that says as follows: Vasitem et chukotai vet mishpatai teshmeru vasitem otam vishavtem ala aretz lavetach vinatnaha aretz priya vachaltem lasova vishavtem lavetach aleha. This pasuk is mentioned in Bahar regarding Shmita Yovel. It says you should do my chukim the chok and mishpatim mishpatai teshmeru vasitem otam vishavtem ala aretz lavetach and then vachaltem lasova vishavtem lavetach aleha. So first of all, this pasuk that refers to the clearly the mitzvahs of Shemitah v'yovel uh, is a parallel of the pasuk at the beginning of the brachos uklalos. It says in bechu kosai telechu vet mitzotai tishmeru vasitemotam. So that's exactly parallel to the pasuk vasitemachu kotai vet mitzotai tishmeru vasitemotam. And then the brachos continue v'natati gishmechem biitam v'natati vulavitz hashadayitim perio. Etc. Va'achaltem lachemachem lasova v'shavtem lovetach ba'atzachem. Exactly parallel to what it says in Bahar v'shavtem alaris lovetach, and later on v'achaltem lasova v'shavtem lovetach alea. That's exactly what it says at the beginning of bechul kosai in bechul kosai telechel where it's in stays tishmoru v'achaltem lachemachem lasova v'shavtem lovetach ba'atzachem. So basically, what you have in Bahar talking about how keeping the Shemitah V'yovel is really the beginning of the brachos. That's really Am Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael in the ideal sense in which there's a kiyum of the brachos. So, Bahar is connected to the, sec- the section of In Bechuk Kosai Telechu, the brachos, uh, the brachos section of the brachos of the Klaus. And as a matter of fact, when um, the Torah begins to talk uh, about the, clo- the Klaus, <coughs> So again, there's a reference to the Mishpatai v'chukosai. In Pasuk Mem Gimel, it says, the Pasuk I quoted before, V'ha'arz te'azeh mehem v'tireitz et shabtotea, v'hem yitzuat avonam, yan uviyan, b'mishpatai ma'asu, v'chukotai ga'ala nafsham. 
Again, Mishpatai and Chukotai, as opposed to the Pasuk and Bahar, Vasitim and Chukotai, Mishpatai Tishmeru, Vasitim Otam, Yanu Vyanu, Mishpatai Ma'asu, Vet Chukotai Ga'alan Hashem. And at the end of the entire Tochacha, the Pasuk that really concludes everything, it says, Eila Hachukim, Vamishpatim, Vatarot Hashanatan Hashem, Beino Uvein Bneisa, Bahasinab Yan Moshe. So, again, the Pasuk uh, refers to the Chukim and Mishpatim. So clearly there's a unit here that begins in Bahar, regarding Shemit of Yovel, which are the Chukot and Mishpatim that you have to keep in order to achieve Yishavtem, Levetach Alea, Vachaltem Lasova, which is connected to the Brachos. And if you don't keep those Chukim and Mishpatim, which clearly relate at least also to Shemit of Yovel, well then, you know, these terrible things are going to befall. So the Parsha B'chukosai, the Klalos, are going back to the, not only to the, not only, not only is, is there, is a response, or, or the opposite of the Klal, of the Brachos, but it's actually what will happen if you don't keep Shemitah V'yovel, what, this is what's going to happen. A, uh, further indication is, uh, the term Sheva, that comes up constantly regarding the Klalos, for instance, in Pasuk Yudches, and it keeps talking about Sheva, Sheva, Sheva. And uh, the Mepharshim try to figure out exactly how to count the Sheva, and you have different opinions in the Mepharshim. Rashi tries to explain what the Sheva is constantly. But when we talk about Sheva within the context of Bahar B'chukosai, the Sheva is obvious, because the Sheva is the seven years of each Shemitah, and counting seven years, seven times to reach Yovel, Sheva is thematic when we're talking about Shemitah Yovel, Sheva is, is the theme. And therefore, when it talks about the Klolos and the, the Tochacha, when it says, the immediate association, you know, from the context of putting Bahar together with Pichol Kosai is that, again, the Klalos are a response to not keeping the Sheva of Shemitah. So, again, what we see is that Bahar Pichol does form a certain unit. Not only did it happen to be arbitrarily that they were both given in Sinai, but Bahar Pichol together uh, certainly from the beginning of Bahar, Shemitah Yovel till the end of the Tochacha, the Klalos, uh, that unit is really, can be talked about as the Brachos and Klalos, where part of the Brachos is the missus of Shemitah Yovel and the Amisel in Eretz Yisrael in the ideal fashion, in a situation where the Brachos are realized. If you don't, then obviously all the, you have a problem with all the Klalos. Okay, so, Bahar B'chukosai seems to be a unit, but what we're going to try to do now is to try to see where in, 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 in Bahar Sinai do Bahar and B'chukosai fit in. It was taken from Sinai, it was given at Sinai, we have Vayikra, which was given to Olamoid, and then we go back to Bahar B'chukosai. Where exactly does it fit in? So if we take a look at uh, the Mepharshim, we have a machlokas in uh, this regard between the Ibn Ezra and the Ramban, but there's a common denominator between the two. The Ibn Ezra, at the beginning of Bahar, says, Ein buktam mu'ucha b'Torah, v'zo ha-parsha kodem v'yikra, v'chol ha-parsha yoshem acharav. The parsha of Bahar and Bahar b'chukosai was given before v'yikra, which was all moed. 
Ki adibo bahar Sinai, because this divo was given at Har Sinai. Vaata and now at this point karata brit haktuva beparshat veelu mishpatim. Vizkir makom zeh lechaber tznai haaretz kasher amar al arayot kibavur kibavur atakia aretz otam keno abparshat vechukotai al shabtot haaretz vizkir mitchilap parshat shahashabatot. In other words, it waited till it talked about the parsha of Arayos, and if you violate the parsha of Arayos, the land will kick you, off, kick you off. So too happens regarding Shemitah of Yovel. It brought the parsha of Shemitah of Yovel, and if you violate the parsha of Shemitah of Yovel, then the Tochacha all of a sudden uh, kicks in, and again you will suffer gulls. So that's why it was pushed off to this point in order to associate it with Arayos and the idea of Kitak. That's the Ibn Ezra. But what's interesting about the Ibn Ezra is that, you know, aside from just explaining why it was mentioned over here, he also tells you where it fit in in, Parshash, in, in Sefer Shmos. And it was according to the Ibn Ezra, it fits in in the Parsha in Mishpatim. Mishpatim is the bris that was concluded between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael. And that was the bris that was that was at Sinai. You have Aseris Hadibros, and then you have Parshas Mishpatim, where mitzvahs were given, and then you have the covenant. The covenant is mentioned at the end of uh, of Parshas Mishpatim uh, in Perak of Dalid. Vayavol Moshe vayisaper la'amet kol devei Hashem that kol Mishpatim vayan kol ha'am kol achar vayomru kol advarim asher dibei Hashem naaseh. Right, this is where they, this is where we have that statement. We'll do whatever Akash Baruch Hu commanded, and then, and then Moshe Rabbeinu writes down everything, and they bring the Karbanos, the Zvachim, Vayikach Sefer Habrit, and Moshe Rabbeinu takes the book of the covenant, Vayikra Ba'azneha'am, and he reads it to the people, Vayomru, and the people say, Kol Asher Diber Hashem, Na'asev Nishma, that's the famous statement of Kol Asher Diber Hashem, Na'asev Nishma, it's at this point. That is the bris. That is when the covenant was concluded between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and between Am Yisrael, the covenant of Sinai. Moshe Rabbeinu reads the Sefer Abris, and the people respond, Na'asev Nishma. According to Ibn Ezra, this is when Bahar Bechukosai was given. And basically, if we take a look at a Pasuk at the end of the Tochacha, in Devarim, in Parshas Kisavo, in Perach uh, Ches, Pasuk Samach the pasuk, the last pasuk says, "Eila divrei habrit." The tocha, the brachos, and the klalos in Kisavu is the divrei habrit. These are the the terms of the covenant. This was the bris that was concluded between Am Yisrael and Kodesh Baruch Hu in the land of Moab. Milvad habrit asher karati tam bechorev. Aside from the brit that was concluded between Am Yisrael and Kodesh Baruch Hu at Har Sinai bechorev. So what was the brista of Chorev? So the brista of Chorev, this is Parshas Mishpatim. This is the whole story with the karbanos that were brought and the blood that was put in the vessels and half was sprinkled on the Mizbech and half was sprinkled on the people and the people say Na'asev and Ishma and he reads to them the Sefer Abrit. So according to the Ibn Ezra, the Brit includes Bahar Bechul Kosai. In other words, just like you have a Tochacha, which is the bris in Arvos Moab, if you keep the mitzvos, these are the brachos that you'll get. But if you violate the mitzvos, these are this is a terrible, terrible calamity that will befall you. The same you had at Sinai as well. 
And I heard once from Yoni Grossman, and you know, maybe it's the Ibn Ezra who says it himself, but he's not so explicit, that the Sefer Abris itself, according to Rashi, the Sefer Abris was the Torah from Shmo, from Bracious until this point, until Sinai. That was the Sefer Abris according to Rashi. But Yoni Grossman suggested, based on this Ibn Ezra, that the Sefer Abris, the, the terms of the Bris that they read, is the Brachos and Klaus. Where are the Brachos and Klaus? Bahar Bechu Bahar Bechu was given and read at what point? It was given and read in Mishpatim, when the Bris was concluded between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael at Har Sinai. And therefore, Vayidaber Hashem and Moshe Bahar Sinai Laimor, Bahar and Bechu the Brachos and the Klaus, that's basically the terms of the bris. That's the sefer habris, and therefore, based on Baha'i Kosai, the covenant was concluded between Hakadosh Baruch and Am Yisrael, just like what you had in Arvos Smoav. Eilu divrei habris, Asher Tzivah Hashem lechos b'Moav, be'Eretz Moav. Novan habris, Asher Karati Tam bechorev is the bris of Baha'i Kosai. Okay, that's basically the shita of the Ibn Ezra. The Ramban. Uh, also connects Bahar Bechukosai to the Bris. However, he has one difference. He says, basically, there was a the original intent of Covenant, and that had nothing to do with Brachos and Klaus, nothing to do with Bahar Bechukosai. The Covenant was meant to be based on the mitzvahs that were given in Mamar HaSinai, and that was the Bris that was concluded uh, in Parshas Mishpatim. However, what you have in at Sinai is the second bris. Why do you have a second bris at Sinai? Because of the Chet Egel. Once Amisal was Chote, at the point of the Chet Egel, so to a certain extent there was a nullification of the original bris. And a bris had to be done again a second time at Sinai. And that's the, the circuit that we have. We always read it on the Tanis. Um... Second, we'll find the pasuk for you. One second. We are in, in Pasha's Kisisa. He ne'er nochi kares. Second. Vayom he ne'er nochi kares brit neged kam chas tenef laot hashem ivu bechaz chodayim. Here now at this point I'm 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 concluding a brit. Well, what brit? We're at Sina. We already did that. So the Ramban explains. Ulafidati, the Brit of Bahabahu Kosai, was written here. Kipir's Bahasinai Baotol Shamakabelu Hochsiyot. It wasn't the first forty days. It wasn't Pashas Mishpatim, like the Ibn Ezra says, which is at the beginning of the of the first forty days, but rather it was the last forty days, which concluded at Yom Kippur. At that point, that when he went up the last forty days, he went up Rosh Chodesh Elul and came down on Yom Kippur. That's when Bahar Bechu Kosai was given. It's the terms of the second bris that was given at, at Sinai. Ubiya Ha'inyan, the explanation, Ki b'tchilat arbaim yom harishonim shaluchot harishonot, katab Moshe b'sefer abit et kol devei Hashem, vet kol al-mishpatim. The original bris was all devei Hashem and all the mishpatim, and, brach, and brachot and klalot were not included. There was no tochecha. Ukshatchatu be'egel. However, when Am Yisrael violated when they were chote at the Chet HaEgel Nishtabu HaLuchot the Luchot were destroyed Ke'il Nitpat Bitahi that first bit was as it were nullified by HaKadosh Baruch Hu 
agreed to give Am Yisrael a second Luchot, he commanded that they that they conclude another Brit. And he says again, it says over there in Shmos Lamadalid, so you see the Luchos Shlios had another conclusion of a Brit. There was another Brit that was concluded at Sinai when the Luchos Shlios were given to Am Yisrael. He wanted to make this one much more stringent because of the problem of the Chet Egel. So he didn't simply repeat the Brit that was given at Sinai the first time, but he added Brachot Uklalot. So according to the Ramban, yes, it's true, Brachot Uklalot are the Divya Brit. But it was the Divya Brit that was, that it was added to the Brit only in the wake of the Chaita Egel. So when it says at the end of Dvarim, Eilu Divya Brit, Ashakrati Man Be'erz Ma'ab, Melvad Habrit, Ashakrati Tamachorev, so, if it's referring to the brachot ukolot, it's referring to the brit that was concluded when? The last 40 days. After the Chet Egel. When the Kaddish Baruch was decided to, 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 to be mochil am Yisrael, then the brit was concluded with, with brachot ukolot. So, again, according to Ramban, Baharbuch Kosai is part of the brit, but not part of the original brit that was given the first 40 days before the Chet Egel, but it was part of the second bris at Sinai, which was given in the wake of the Chet Egel, and according to Ramban, as opposed to the first bris, which didn't include Brachot Uklalot, the second bit, HaKadosh Baruch Hu decided to include Brachot Uklalot, the Tochacha, in order to make it much more serious, and much more binding. Okay, so basically what you have is a common denominator between the Ibn Ezra and the Ramban that they both look at Bahar Bechukosa and the Brachos of Klos, this unit of Bahar Sinai, as going back to Brit Chorev, while the distinction between them is whether it was the original Brit of Mishpatim, the first 40 days, or whether it was a chain, based on a change in plan and a revised Brit that comes in the wake of the Chet Egel, and therefore Kodesh Baruch Hu changed the terms of the Brit and he included the Brachot Uklalot of Bahar Kosai to be part of the covenant that was concluded between Akash Baruch and Yisrael during the, the, the giving of the second Luchot. Okay, what uh, I would like to do now is really to try to explain how exactly does a parsha of Brachotu Kalot, how does it integrate into the idea of Brit? Because you know, at a superficial uh, perspective, might just say, well, Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted to make it, you know, much more scary, uh, and therefore he added in a lot of uh, threats. Uh, but I think there's a much deeper and more profound understanding. Uh, but in order to describe it, let, the, let me take a parallel idea. Um, Har Sinai, and Mamad Har Sinai, and the bridge between Kaddish Baruch Hu and Yisrael is uh, compared to a wedding. Certainly that's what we find in Shir Hashirim. The Pasuk of Aksha, Melech B'msibonir Dinit Hanrecho, is, according to Chazal, is a, uh, perhaps a mashal for the Chet Egel that followed the 
the the, the chuppah of of Mamar Har Sinai. Uh, so basically, one could look at the Brit as some kind of a wedding between the Chassan, the Kala, the the Roe of Shir Shirim, and the uh, Raaya, the the beloved, uh, which is Am Yisrael. When we take a look at a wedding, you know, our minog is actually very strange. What we do under the chuppah is after the kedushin, we read a ksuva. And what does it say in the ksuva? The ksuva says, you know, if uh, the husband uh, dies or divorces, so you know he accepts upon himself to pay a certain amount to the to the kala. And at first glance, it's a very very odd thing that one would uh, say under a chuppah. Why should one read? the terms of this contract between the husband and the wife under the chuppah. It's not a very, very romantic document. You know, if one would read love letters between the chassan and the kala, that would might be more appropriate. If you're looking for some kind of a hefzik between the birchus kedushin and the birchus asuin, so one could read love letters. Of course, that's too intimate. So, okay, so sing some nice songs. Why don't, what, what, you, could, you could say shir shir. There are a lot of things that you can do. But the minig is to read the ksuva. Why do we read the ksuva at that point? You know, reading the Ksuvah would seem to be something not so appropriate. You know, for the uh, atmosphere that one wants to create during uh, a chuppah, during the chuppah and kedush. So the truth is that um, when one considers the the um, idea of what a Ksuvah is, uh, then one would, I think, understand and appreciate also maybe the idea of brachos uklalos. The Rambam in Hilchos Ishus, uh, the Rambam himself might think that the Ksuva is Durabanan, but when he, the idea of Ksuva, according to the Rambam, is Daraisa. In the beginning of Hilchos Ishus, when he talks about uh, the Mitzvah's Asay, Min Atorah, of marrying a woman, he says, Yesh Bechlal Na'aba Mitzvah, Shtei Mitzvah's Asay, in the first one he says, Lisa Isha Bechsuva V'Kedushin. To marry a woman with a Ksuva and Kedushin, that is the Mitzvah's Asay. And the question is, why is a ksuva, you know, to marry a woman, I understand that's Mrs. Asay, why is a ksuva integrated into the idea of what the, the definition of the Mrs. Asay is? So, to be brief, uh, there's a grand ksuva, Staffnindala and Beis, that says, uh, somebody who, who gives less than the standard ksuva, harezu bi'lat znut. Then it's basically, it's not, it's not ishus. The idea basically being, that the difference between Znut and Ishus is that Ishus has a certain amount of commitment between the husband and the wife. The husband commits himself to the wife. The husband commits himself that he will not divorce his wife. And if he and the Ksuva basically says that if he does, then he will then he obligates her to to, to a, a significant amount. The reason that we need a Ksuva is Shalotehekala Be'inav Lagarsha. That it shouldn't be, it sh- he shouldn't be able to divorce her flippantly. It's something that he has to, he has to, it has to be a serious decision. And basically, there, there's a qualitative difference between being married without a ksuva and being married with a ksuva. If you're married without a ksuva, it has no permanence. The man can promise his wife whatever he wants, but unless it's concretized, by the terms of a ksuva, all it is is empty promises that the second his mind changes or his feelings change can simply be nullified. What makes the marriage a permanent and concrete institution? The answer is the ksuva. 
And the ksuva, when one reads the ksuva that if somebody will divorce his wife, will pay you know an exorbitant amount. Basically, that statement is not that when I divorce you, I will pay you a lot of money, but I don't plan on divorcing you ever. And to prove that, if I do divorce you, I will pay you an exorbitant amount of money. Basically, ksuva is a statement of commitment of devotion. It's a way of describing and expressing the permanence of the bond that's being created between, between husband and wife. And therefore, the ksuva is, is a very, very appropriate document if one understands what it means to be read under the ksuva. The, the ksuva, of course, allows for the possibility of divorce because we don't believe in Catholic weddings we believe that human beings are human and therefore fallible. But when one takes the idea of Ksuva and applies it to the covenant between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Yisrael, Netzach Yisrael Lo Yishaker, and when HaKadosh Baruch Hu concludes this covenant and makes it permanent, then it's permanent forever. And therefore, if it's, this covenant is ever violated, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I will not walk away. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I will punish you and punish you and punish you until you come back. I will never leave you. The Tochacha, certainly when it's taken within the context of the Brachos and the Klaus, the Tochacha is not merely a threat. It's not merely punishment. Tochacha is an expression of the profound commitment and the depth and the eternity of the covenant between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Yisrael. Basically, that's the idea of Brachos and Kalos, Elo Divrei Abris, of being a Divrei Abris. And on uh, the Gemara in Megillah, the Aflam and from Beis, quotes from Shem ben Elazar, that says, Ezra Tikein Lahem Li Yisrael Shri Korin Klalos Shabbat Torah Sekonim Kor Matzeres V'Shab Mishnah Torah Kor Rosh Hashanah We read Kisavo before Rosh Hashanah and we read uh, on a normal year again this year is a leap year but we read Bahar B'Chul Kosai or B'Chul Kosai before Atzeres Lema we read Bamidba before Atzeres but you know, within the close proximity to Shavuos Atzeres we normally read B'Chul Kosai Brachos Uklalos Shabbat Torah Sekonim and the Gemara there explains uh, why we read Brachos Uklalos in Rosh Hashanah and wants to explain why we read before Shavuos in a similar vein. But based on what we said, I think we can have a different understanding that the Brachos Uklalos are part of the bris of Chorev. And therefore on Shavuos, when we reenact and relive Mamed Har Sinai and the bris of Sinai, Within that context, we read Bahar B'chul Kosai, which are the, basically the Sefer Abris, the terms of the Bris, whether the Bris of, certainly according to the Ezra, that's the Bris that preceded the Chet Egel, it's very, very appropriate. But this is the terms of the Bris of Chorev. And according to the Ezra, this is the Sefer Abris that was read in Parashat Mishpatim, when Bris was concluded, a covenant was concluded between Amisrael and Akadosh Baruch Hu Sinai. And therefore, it's very, very appropriate, according to the Ibn Ezra, that Bahar B'chukosa is read prior to Shavuos, a day in which we relive and reenact 
Mamun HaSinai and the, and the bris that was concluded at Sinai between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael.